Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And happy Throwback Thursday. Huzzah! Huzzah! My day, everybody. Thursday, everybody. We are so happy to be here. <sighs> um, how have you been? It has been a while. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Ever. First of all, how random was it that you and I spent Thanksgiving literally 10 minutes apart from each other without I know, even realizing crazy? it? I know, Rob. I, I saw a tweet somewhere and Rob's like, I'm going to Doylestown for Thanksgiving. And I was like... Doylestown, Pennsylvania? And my family lives in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is literally a township over. And 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 I did a ride-along with my cousin, who's a sergeant in the police force of Lansdale. Did you really? I, an overnight ride-along, they call it. You know, I 6 o'clock to 6 a.m., I was with him in the car, and I really was worried I was going to see you, Rob. I really thought there was a chance that there... <laughs> yeah, I was going to be arrested? I don't know. I didn't know. For you know, crime? For singing <laughs> off key? <laughs> For caring too passionately know, about High I, Fidelity the musical, I love High Fidelity the musical. Me too. I when, really when, like high when the closing notice, when the closing notice was posted, I bought a ticket. I bought a ticket to see it again. Really? Yeah, that's how I, I was a huge fan of it. Side note: Tom Kitt, Amanda Green. Yeah, this musical, the- guys. This musical was it was like Wedding Singer was on Broadway, and they couldn't handle two musicals of that caliber of of you know eighties nineties you know, throwback. Really? I mean, I, I honestly think that if, Harry, if Wedding Singer wasn't there, High Fidelity would have lasted much longer. Oh no offense God. to Wedding Singer, which is awesome and a great show. And remember, the, the set was nominated for a Tony Award because it was, was so insane. If you guys get the chance, go online. Mm-hmm. Either on YouTube, the score is Google awesome. Images. Look at the set for High oh, Fidelity because the set was amazing. This is sick. Um, High Fidelity only ran 13 performances. You're lying. Yes. So I'm I, not. Well, I'm not I, lying. But no, yes. I know. I, I must have seen it in previews then. They had a long Yeah. And then it was only 13 performances. And then it was like, boom, we're gone. I. I I, it, I'm I'm still stupefied to, to, because the score is I think you guys next to normal. I mean the same guy who wrote oh, next to so normal wrote High Fidelity. L- lyrics or to- no music by Tom Kitt. That's right. Lyrics by Amanda Green. That's right. Who although she's done amazing wonderful things, her father is Adolph Green, the famous lyricist himself. But, 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 but nice pedigree. Right? Yeah. David Lindsay Abair did the book. Yeah. Um. Walter Bobby directed. Yeah. This was I mean this was a no great it was like for show. real yeah. Uh, for those of you, oh, I, should I just, forgot Walter Bobby directed that. Yeah, Walter Bobby directed it. Whom we interviewed, you guys. You should listen to the interview episode we had with him. three. Is it really? Yeah, he oh was episode God. three for us. Um, wow. Ask me what my favorite thing is this week. What's your favorite thing this week? Well, it's a musical called High Fidelity. You asshole. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. I just. Oh my I'm God. So, so I feel like I just ruined the episode. You did, how did you ruin the episode? I don't know because I just we just started talking about. Well, I, had, I don't even know what we were talking about before. I was debating between one or another. Okay, and I went to the other. All right, but well, the other one was High Fidelity. So good I figured one, like Rob. we should just like go into. Let's it. just talk about so, it. Okay, so going back, High Fidelity, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I got to see it when I was on a trip to New York, and I fell in love with it because I think it's one of the first musicals that really captures the 21st century voice. Oh, de- you, yes, agree? I, I yes, definitely. That's what spoke so resonantly with because Tom Kitt does not write like Jason Robert Brown doesn't write like he has a real more populist but theatrical writing point of view yes 
And uh, it sounds contemporary, very contemporary. Even though, and it's based on the movie. That's a very, you know, you like you have that theory about popular movies because yeah. if the movie is too popular, then the musical can't live up to the movie. I think so because I think we've seen that. I think we've seen that on stuff like Nine to Five, where you know the mu- movie was so successful. I even think The Wedding Singer. To some extent. I agree. No offense to anybody on The Wedding Singer that loves The Wedding Singer. Um, But anyway, so High Fidelity, for those of you who don't know, it's based on a book uh, from 1995. And then there was a very famous movie made with John Cusack in 2000. He's Rob. He uh, runs a record store. And uh, he has a girlfriend named Laura. He lives a pretty apathetic life. He's uh, like your typical like a runs a record store. Yeah, you could say slacker. Totally. Or, like is anybody buying records in circa 1995? I feel like Not if he really. was in Williamsburg, Brooklyn right now, I'm sure he'd be doing fabulous today. Like, today. Yeah. But, but in 2020 years no, ago, not so, not not so, so much. much. So his girlfriend leaves him. Right, Laura, because she's like, you're not, you're not doing anything, dude. You're running a record store, and that's it. Yeah, and so then it's all about him trying to figure out what exactly is he doing with right. his life. I think what it speaks to, though, is I think it speaks to all of us, especially us, who have these obsessions and want to tell every single person about, you know, stopping people on the street, going, "Let me talk to you about my Angel Cast recording." <laughs> right, let me 20, tell you about for, Trudy Rittman, please. <laughs> let me tell you about Trudy Rittman. <laughs> to which the person says, "Please, sir, <laughs> just tell me, do you want foam or no foam?" <laughs> Tr- speaking totally. of foam, you know, Trudy Rittman, she didn't like foam. Um, I don't know why she has a frappuccino, but good for her. I know. Uh, so anyway, this is High Fidelity from 2006. It's a great cast recording. Mm. Um, I just want to – Amanda Green as a lyricist. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with Amanda Green as a lyricist. I would like you to listen to the first number on the, on the uh, recording called The Last Real Record Store. <sighs> great which, opening number. For, it's a great opening number. It's, I think it's about eight minutes long. I love it. I I think it's perfection, but I want you to listen to how clearly she sets up this world, how clearly she defines everybody's point of view. It is a great, great opening number. Other songs that I love, Desert Island Top 5 Breakups, because Rob is obsessed with making lists. That's right. The lead character. Yes. All he can do is categorize It's Will Chase. Will Chase. In, in the Broadway production. Oh, Will Chase. Yeah, we My love the Will God, Chase. What a voice on I him. saw him just recently in Something Rotten. I mean, hello. Like, who d- who well does done, not love Will? And Jen Colella yeah. as Laura, his That's girlfriend. That's his girlfriend, yeah. And I kind of like that they're named Rob and Laura. Like That's the Dick Van Dyke yeah, show. totally. For us TV show fans. So yeah, no, that meant nothing to me until you just said it, <laughs> and then I, I got it. But the last, the breakup, that song is fantastic because he goes through, he's basically saying, Laura, you don't even make the top five list of the girls that I've been with. Yeah. Even though it's like the lady doth protest too much of me thing. You yeah. know, like he... He obviously is hung up on her, and it, it's a it's a great it's like a tour de force number. I mean, like, it's, a, it's 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 crazy. It's a, it's a great number, and if any if any guy out there is looking for something really fun to do, do this. Uh, there are two songs also. I just really want to mention quickly, and then we're going to move on because no, I, it's I, so I, I good. Could go on about this all day. Um, Amanda Green's lyrics in a song called "Ready to Settle." I think are so brilliant because that's that to me was when I first sat there and said, this is really a voice for the 21st century because it exposes sort of our apathy, I think, sometimes, or at least our generation's apathy towards fully committing themselves over to each other. And I think it's a very contemporary sounding love song. Yeah. I think it is a love song in well, the Rodgers and that's... Hammerstein vein, just with lyrics that match today's right. current. We're not in the sixties anymore. No, we're not a, in the sixties. It's a different, there's a different world out um, there. Yeah, you're right. And for those of you who really want to do some more research on high fidelity, there is uh, a couple of cut songs from the show. I did a concert. Are uh, there, Rob? Yes. As I lean forward, because uh, I-, I love the songs. To there show. is one that is hysterical. I don't know if, I think you would have to contact Amanda directly to get it. This song is called, 
can I touch your breasts? <laughs> really? And it's the funniest song I've heard in a very long time. Can I touch your breasts? From High Fidelity. Who sings that? Can, is it can I? Let me. T- can I touch your breast? Let me touch your breast. I think Rob was supposed to sing it at some huh. point, and then they and then they got rid of it. Anyway, if you don't know High Fidelity, like I said, only ran sadly thirteen performances in two thousand and six. Um, it is a great show to be doing at community theaters. It's a great show to be doing at intimate theaters. I would love to see this come back at some point. It is about time we bring back the brilliance of High Fidelity. I am done. I need a nap. I'm I'm fully. I will spoon you. <laughs> My God, sir. Because I do, too. No, I really... (laughs) But I do. I just am so thankful that you brought that up because it really was... It was so... That that production, I remember... It's weird that you can remember exactly where you are. I remember why I bought a ticket again to see it. I remember thinking... That was one of the first shows I thought... You know, I saw Dance of the Vampires, and I was like, not surprised. You know? Oh, yeah. It was epic. It was huge. But you're like, I get it. This isn't working. But High Fidelity, that was the first time in my... You know, I was like 20... How old? What year was it? 2006? 2006. I was 26, and I was like, well, shit. This is a really great show. This is unfair. <laughs> you know, that was one of yeah. the first shows that I really felt I was bummed out, because I thought, these all these actors are robbed. I'm so, you know what? It's so funny you say that, because I was on vacation here in New York, and I went to TKTS, and I said, what... What do you recommend? And uh, the name High Fidelity went by in the thing. I said, what about High Fidelity? And they go, oh, it's not very good. It's not very good. I'm like, I will take one for that, please. Good for you. Because you know what? Let's go see what this is. Let's see what this is about. But you yeah. say potato. I say High Fidelity. <laughs> I mean, come on. What do you say is your favorite thing, though, this week? Okay. So I've got a website. I've got a, I've got a YouTube clip. A YouTube? Oh. <laughs> Kevin, I have to tell you something. I am obsessed with YouTube clips. They're really fun. I mean, I go down the rabbit hole. There is some crazy stuff out but there. But you have introduced me to ones I have never seen before. <laughs> and you know what? We should mention this. Oh, my God. Who is the wonderful woman that you introduced me to? I have to, to say, I just want to... Lucretia just, Campbell. We're going to take it down a little okay. bit. Lucretia Campbell was our favorite thing. It was one of my first favorite things. She's a gospel singer and a, a wonderful, wonderful performing artist. And she was one of my favorite things when she was doing... Uh, uh, one of the um, uh, a show on the, in the circuit, and there's a clip of her singing. We talked about it. Unfortunately, she passed away a couple yes, months ago. Yes, unfortunately, and that really like I don't know. It, it's it bummed me out because it was like I didn't know. I didn't know she was. You know, I read up. I saw a couple things that she was sick, but it really you know she's way too young to go. And um and I I you know what a what an artist you know that transcended past gospel past anything but just a great musical artist you know so shout out to lucretia campbell one more time lonely Lonely old woman woman, you guys check it out again so so what is your your youtube clip because you introduced me to amazing things well you you know this one do i I really yeah i know you know this one yeah uh so um oh gosh this is from 1977 uh this is a woman uh who we, we will be seeing on broadway this season We've all forgotten, unless you watch CBS Sunday Morning and watch the commercials, because they don't even have B-roll footage yet of it. But we know she's coming, and we know it's going to be big, and it's going to be good. Is this Bette Midler? Oh, yes. What? It's the clip that everybody forgets is so wacky and wild and amazing. Now, Bette has done... Now, guys, Bette Midler. Some of you know, but some of you may be like, I love Bit Mittler from, you know, from a Hoc- distance or from like Hocus beaches. Hocus Pocus. But you guys, there's a darker, and my older friends definitely know, there's like a seedier, dirtier side to Bet. Now, I grew up 
loving Bette Miller. Did you really? Oh my God, Robin Elmira, New York. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. It wasn't Barbara. It wasn't Judy. It was Bette Miller for me. It was she was wacky and crazy. Oh my God! And yeah. just the Divine Miss M. That video was everything to me. I loved watching her craziness. I loved. I saw her in concert in two thousand, and that woman can make you cry. So hard from her performance when she sings Stay With Me Baby. Yeah. And then the next song will be a comedy number. And you've got tears in your eyes because you're laughing so hard. She can turn on a dime like that. So this is a funny number she does in 1977 from a special she did on TV. And she had to tone down her work for this TV special because Bette Miller was known as Bathhouse Bet, Meaning she performed in the Continental Bathhouses of with? New York City. Who was and her? With Barry Manilow <laughs> as her piano player. You guys. Bathhouses in the 60s and 70s, full of fun and debauchery and happiness, and Bette Mittler and Barry Manilow playing and singing songs and, 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 and entertaining you. Now, Bette was cast, as we interviewed Joanna Merlin, the casting director, you know, one of, she recommended to, to Hal Prince to hire this Bette Mittler lady yes. to replace, was it Seidel, I think, in, in Fiddler on the Roof, the original cast of, of Fiddler on yes. the Roof. Bette Mittler was a replacement. Do, did you ever read the book? Audition by Michael Shirtliff. No, it's like the it's it's like the big audition book that everyone says like that's the Bible of yeah, how to audition. Yeah. But there's a guess very, I should read it. Dude, just really, really <laughs> well, explains a lot about my okay. career by not reading it. Um, there's a very, very uh, a little paragraph in there that just mentions the fact that she was the one of the original. It came down to her and whoever got it from Mary Magdalene in Jesus Christ Superstar, and everybody said that she sang it better, although they didn't think she was pretty enough wow. to play Mary Magdalene. But that wow. also would have been a big Broadway break for her. I'm so sorry. To no, no, it's but- fascinating. And everyone's like, Kevin, what is the clip already? So the clip is is the special is it's the opening number of her special, which is the special is Old Miss Red Hair is back. Starring Bette Midler and Dustin Hoffman. And you, but Kevin, I've never seen this. No, you do know what this is. The opening number. Picture it. Hawaii. A beach setting. Hawaiian natives on the beach. The music starts. It's very like, gung, 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 gung. Like, it's like a Hawaiian setting. Like, you've, you're picturing a luau. Maybe there's guys that are going to spin some fire for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, they do this number, and there's a clamshell, a big oversized clamshell, because they're fishing with nets. And the music's going, and then they pull the nets, and the big guys with that are shirtless, they're like, and they're definitely like tan, and they're like, look Hawaiian, and or Polynesian. And then they're pulling that shell up. And then the music, and they're singing this song. I don't even know what the song is, but it's some language, and they're all disturbed. They're like, "What is this clam? This clam is huge. It's the size of this apartment." And then the clam comes out, and at the cadence of the music, the clam opens up, and Bette Midler comes out of the clam in the bikini. And what does she sing? She sings, "Oklahoma." I have never seen this. You're kidding me? Are you I have ser- never are you serious? seen this. I've never seen this. All right, you guys, pause what you're doing right now. Type in Bette Midler. Oklahoma into YouTube. Pause. Watch it. Come back. Hello. Welcome back. (laughs) So what you noticed was this. Some things to look at. So this is 1977. There's all these natives singing this. They're like, that that sounded very Native American, but they were, it was very similar. And then she comes, the clam opens up and literally she goes right into, oh, but she kind of climaxes on the oak. So it's like, oh, Oklahoma every night. And then she goes into Oklahoma. Bathing suit. She's got like, I mean, and she's, and she's, her choreography is very like hula. 
you know, like I have never We're gonna watch this after this is over, and and so she does the hula dance, but she sings Oklahoma to the to the whole thing, and then then the people, the ensemble, the natives, they start dancing, but they don't dance. She's dancing hula. But in like every night, my honey lemon, I every note we sit alone, and it's so like choreographed. But they're doing country dancing in the background, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of it, these fire, like they put, they light these things on fire and spin them. Who and was then smoking? During, I'm serious. This is the opening number of this TV special, and then. <laughs> So there's the spot, the fire spinners, and then um, there's like there's the Oklahoma, 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 and then it's like we know we belong to the land. So during that that section, she takes these two balls and starts spinning them. Fire, yeah, no, but she doesn't have fireballs because they, they fire don't balls. light them on fire. But she's just spinning them like special magically, like spinning them, and it's like Oklahoma spinning, Oklahoma spinning, Oklahoma, and then she throws them, and she's like we know we belong to the land. And so and then I have and never when seen we this. say yow when she does that on the yow she shimmies and shakes her tits so it's like and when we say yow <laughs> I so me. wish we had a TV show because Kevin is literally <laughs> acting out everything she is doing I have I am a, oh, I need God. to watch the clip I'm worn out you guys and then uh, <laughs> so <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So then, the, so, the, so she sums it up with that. It's just one chorus, one verse, like a verse chorus. Get out of there! Oh and my then, god! <laughs> I can't believe we've never seen it. And O K L A H O M A, and she goes Oklahoma, yow. And then, and then, and then she gets back into the clamshell during the little break. Then she sees the the sexy guy, and she grabs him, pulls him into the clam. Clam closes. They, it goes away, and then the, the wife of the other guy starts banging it. You can see it in the bottom of the TV screen. He, she's like banging, like "Get my, my get me back, my husband." <laughs> And then it's like, then it goes to commercial, and it's it's like the the Women's Garment Workers Association <laughs> Union. I'm not even kidding you. The Women's Garment Association is the, is the sponsor of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bet's wearing nothing. She's literally in a bikini, and that's it. And that's where you get the bathhouse Bet. And so, doing some research, you find out that she's like they had to tone it down for this thing, and that was the tone down. But what I want to know is, Rob, whose idea was it to be like, hey? Hawaiian setting, island, beach in the back. Well, you, They're fishing. They get the clamshell. They open it, and she sings Oklahoma. My question is, how's she getting the clamshell? Why is she singing Oklahoma? What's the why? Well, I don't know if you but saw it. But it doesn't matter. If you saw the, the opening credits, but it says screenplay by Arthur Miller. <sighs> Killing me. Arthur Miller needed some money, and that's, and that's, and that's, and that's what he wrote. Even, uh, it even says, when they, when they pull it, it says the show opens, and it's like, they're, they're dancing, and it says, a peaceful island somewhere in the South Pacific. <laughs> so they're even specific. Kevin, David, so you're welcome, Rob, Thomas, and everybody else. You're re- you're welcome. I have never seen this. All right, I thought for sure you knew exactly what this was. I you bring me gold. <laughs> Every time you mention oh, a YouTube God. clip, you sir bring me gold, oh, and I hope we, so we hope happy. we brought you gold. High fidelity, and, and Bette Mittler sings Oklahoma in a Polynesian um, South Pacific island. My <laughs> God, we will see you all next time. We hope we will see you all next time. Until then, Kevin and I will be in the clamshell. Take care. Yow! <laughs> Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, 
Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.